us, Jesus. You are the one our hearts adore. We adore you. We pour out our hearts to you. We pour it out at your feet like an expensive perfume. We pour out our deepest praise and adoration of you. The enemy tried to get us down. There have been many trials that we're facing even today. But it doesn't matter how high things are or how low things are. You are our all-sufficient one. It doesn't matter what happens because you've already done it all. You did it all for us and we are already saved by your blood. Thank you, Jesus. Our joy and our hope is in you, no matter what. It's not that we're content with any lack that we're seeing, but we are content in the fullness and overflowing abundance of your love and your riches. So it doesn't matter what it looks like because you are the abundance. You are the source. You're our hope and our shield. And so our eyes are not on the things of this world. Our eyes are on you. You're the lifter of our heads. And when it's all said and done, the only reaction we have left is to praise and worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. You love us more than we could ever know. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you that there's no condemnation and that you are teaching us your ways and that we're learning day by day more and more of you. And we're ali you're aligning our hearts to you. Thank you for taking us from glory to glory. We love you, Jesus. We truly, deeply love you. 
We're so thankful. We're so grateful. You really are our Father. We really are your sons and daughters. <laughs> We're no longer orphans. Thank you, Father. We're no longer orphans. You're always with us. Always teaching us. Oh, how we love you, Lord. We pour out our praise at your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your love is more real than we could ever imagine. It's more real than everything that we're surrounded by right now. Your presence is more real than this place we're, we're in. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you. Thank you, Father. So tonight I just feel this expectancy that I haven't felt. I don't know what happened between today and Wednesday. Today and last Sunday, there's I feel a shift. Do you guys feel it? And I just feel the Father's pleasure over this house. And everyone pressing in with a faith that we've all been wanting to press in. But there's something that's that's shifted today. And, and I I think it's even started before today. Everyone came here with something unlocked. Lord, thank you for unlocking that thing. Lord God, I know we've gone through many trials and obstacles, Lord God, and the challenges that we've been going through in this season, Lord. But there's just something that's been unlocked tonight. And the Father is pleased. He is so pleased. He is so pleased with the faith that is in this room. It's just like this electricity. I just feel this joy. So, Lord God, I just pray tonight that you would release dreams and revelation, Lord God. That you would fill us overflowing, Lord God, just as we're in the month of Kislev and we're going into Hanukkah season, Lord God. And, 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 and the joy of Hanukkah, Lord, was they didn't run out of oil. Lord, you fill us overflowing. So I thank you, Lord God, that tonight is a night of breakthrough and that we're going into not the darkest hour, but the brightest hour. I thank you that everyone in this room, every household represented, Lord God, and, and dare I say the city of Bremerton, Lord, and the state of Washington, Lord God, that you are the light of our lives and you are filling us to overflowing and we are victorious, Lord God, that we have won the victories that we have been battling, Lord God, that we lift up our shields of faith, Lord God, that our hope is in you, Lord God, and we will not be quiet, we will not be silenced, Lord God. But Lord, I thank you that we have a joyous shout, Lord God. Lord, that we have victory. So Lord God, I thank you for the shift 
that's in this atmosphere and in this room tonight, Lord God. And I just thank you, Lord, for pouring out upon us, Lord God. And I just want to just express this to you guys, Lord. I, I just feel the Father's heart and how pleased he is. There's so much faith in this room. I haven't felt like this that I've sensed it. I know we've, we've had a lot of movements and the Lord showed up and we've had a lot of things, right? But tonight there's like, man, I just feel it tonight. Everybody, everybody, every battle, every obstacle. You guys, in, in your jobs, in your families, in your health, just, you guys, just really press in this week. Ask the Lord tonight when you go to sleep. This is the month of kiss love, when the Lord releases dreams in a season that he doesn't normally do, if you follow the, the, the symbology of the Hebraic calendar. There's an open portal for this. So Lord, I just thank you for this house of expectan expectancy, Lord. <laughs> but we are expectant, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that you meet us here in this city, in Washington State, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I feel like I need to share. We, I just felt like something actually shifted in us this weekend when we went down and got to minister. I'm crying, sorry. We got to minister to our family. We had no idea how this weekend was going to go. It could have went sideways, <laughs> for all we know. Um, but there is such connection with family. I feel like we're in this moment of reconciliation and family. Family is everything to God. And we were so accepted by family and even friends of the family were flocking to us. It was the weirdest thing. It was amazing. But <laughs> and it just it was such an honoring weekend for us. Like they were like, we feel honored you're here. And we're like, uh, we feel the like we feel honored that you invited us to do this. And God just opened doors this weekend. And there was such a shift in family that we didn't necessarily know. But when we were there, we felt like we've been hanging out for the last 40 years with them. Like, and they're friends. Like, it was amazing. We got to hang out with the oldest cousin, her two best friends, and it was like we've known them forever. It was just, it was such an amazing time. And I feel like because we were obedient and went down and there was no expectation on our part with like financial stuff or whatever, we just, it was an honor for us to go down and do the celebration of life for Scott's uncle. And I feel because out of that, because that God, like he just unlocked that door and there was so much we got to share with them and say to them, and the walls were down. It was, it was a miracle. 
this weekend, and it was just, we didn't want to leave. <laughs> we were like, we have to go home. <laughs> we just, they were like, can you guys stay? And we're like, no, we can't really. We got to go. But it just, it unlocks something with, with family. And, and I, on the way home last night on the plane, I'm like, I really feel like this is a season of reconciliation, a season of family, a season of walls being tore down, faith being built up, we heard a testimony from one of the friends that she's like, we were in a season financially where I thought we were going to end up homeless. And she, we didn't know she was a believer, but Scott had a word for her, and it, she ended up opening up. And she said, I went to a Christian conference. She lives in Honolulu, and she's like, I went to this conference. I was like, God, I need you to show up. I need your help. I've tried everything, and nothing is working. I don't know what else to do. And they had a break, and she went outside, and she got a phone call from Scott's cousin, who they've known each other for 40 years, and offered her a job. And she's doing very well. Um, the business just got sold, but she's the representative for Hawaii. And she's like, I didn't know Lauren was going to call me. And she's like, but God showed up. It was so amazing, and we were just amazed that she was even a Christian. So we were like, yes, this is awesome. So, um, yeah, it just, it was just so, so good in connecting with one of the, um, his cousin's son-in-law, and uh, he just was hungry. He was hungry. He couldn't talk enough about God in asking questions, and they're on a new journey as a little, a new little family, and so we just got to speak into that and it was amazing but it was just like something got unlocked this weekend and I even felt when we got home last night there was a shift in our household I was like I could feel it I was like this is interesting this is interesting and today even I was like there's just this shift that has happened so but yeah I really truly feel like this is reconciliation family um, unlocking of hearts, walls being being tore down in people's lives. So, yeah, so, yeah, we just release that over everyone here, and even in our city, Father, that walls would be tore down, Father, that you would give people the keys they need to unlock themselves out of prison, Father God. And God, that they would continue, that they would look to you, Father, and God, that you would reconcile families, you would reconcile marriages, Father God, reconcile children to their parents, sibling to sibling. God, every, God, that you would just lift up families, God, in this church, in this city, in this state, Father. God, reconcile. God, that's your heart is reconciliation. So we just release that. We release that over everyone here and over our city. We thank you, God. We thank you that you're you're speaking. You're such a good father. We thank you, God.
this when you were speaking about the ex expectation. I can't see this rock, what it says on it, but years ago, someone prophetically gave this to us and said, expect the unexpected. I just feel like as we've been, even in our times of, of pushing through, feeling like you know, hope is deferred, hope deferred, you know, makes the heart sick, and, but there's, there's a cure for that sickness, and it's, it's about expectancy and raising our, our hope levels and leaning into the promises of God and, and holding fast to those promises. So I feel like the Lord is honoring and blessing us because we've, we've held fast, not just we, but like all of us, all of you in this room, you've held fast at some point in some place. You've, you've pressed through, you've walked through the valley, valley of the shadow of death. It's pretty scary. It's like a hallway. You don't know when it's going to end, but the end is there. It's coming. And there's just this expectation. So this is good. Uh, Dale, uh, I was going to go back and ask him if he got a picture or anything, because usually we find out later, after everything's done and you go home, that God showed you something really beautiful. And so I was going to ask you, and then before I could even ask, I looked at my phone and you texted it. So you want to stand up and share Well, you talk about reconciliation, and tonight I had a visual that was a reminder that the Father sees us through the eyes, of, through the blood of Jesus. And uh, oftentimes when I start into praise, I then shift into where I'm more in prayer than as much as praise. And that's when a lot of times I'll feel his presence or their presence or, or however you phrase that but um, tonight as we were all praising and praying I felt the Holy Spirit and Jesus in the room and as they often do with the, the colors for me the brilliant blue for the Holy Spirit and the brilliant purple for Jesus moving all around us happy with, with all the praise and all the prayers and then the song could have only been the blood at that moment the brilliant gold of the father <laughs> filled the room it was just like when you talk about the blood of Jesus now I'm here too I just never know how the sound's going to be when I, I don't use this little thing enough, so it's it tonight, so at some point. So, yeah, thank you, Dale. Thank you. Yeah, it's good. So far, this is a good night, and it's going to end well, too. Um, I just felt a, a couple <clears throat> prophetic words. Um, so, Jens... Jen, you know, your name, Jens, means the Lord is gracious. And your name means fair, soft. I, I just, when I read that, I just felt like the Lord 
has such delight and favor over the two of you. Like he's graced, he's graced you, Jens, with a with a wonderful wife. You know, the man who finds a wife finds a good thing, the scripture says. And you complement each other so well. But there's there's such abundant grace on your life, Jens. I feel like it's not just grace to get you through the hard times, but it's just like empowering grace to just press forward to to embrace the things that God has put in front of you, to receive those things, those treasures. And there's there's just a refreshing spirit that you carry, Jen. It's it's just refreshing. You you bring the the freshness of heaven, I would say. That's just kind of what I sense. I don't know you, you could be really mean. For all I know. I mean maybe I shouldn't ask, but but I feel like, you know what, sometimes and I'm not saying that's probably true or anything, probably far from it, but sometimes someone can give you a word that you feel is like the opposite of who you are, but it's, it's prophecy, prophecy is not necessarily calling out what already is. That's more a word of knowledge. Prophesying is speaking what God is saying about you. He says that my grace is sufficient for you. You are my fair one. You're like a lily in my garden, and I am the gardener, and I have nurtured for you tilled the soil and released the nutrients in your life that would cause you to flourish like a like a lily that's what I felt for you and and there's just a refreshing you know some people don't like the smell of lilies you're not that kind of lily that's overwhelmingly potent lilies have a really refreshing air cleansing quality about them so I just I, I, we our desire in this church is just to bless you guys with that we just want to encourage you and strengthen you with with what the heart of God is speaking to us, at least. So, actually, when I saw you guys tonight, it was that very thing, like just a refreshing and just like this sweetness about you guys, and like this tender mom and dad that can just come alongside people and just talk to them in a way where they can actually receive it, and um, yeah. So I just want to bless you guys with that. Like, there's just something super sweet about you guys, and I know we don't know you, but there's, when you walked in, there was just, yeah, you guys carry the Father very well, so. Maybe you guys get a word or something from all of Don't wait, so, yeah, and so Dale and Cheryl, I just, you know, you guys come so far. I know you're my sister and my brother-in-law, but you guys come so far just to come and be with us to call this your home, and I just, I, I wanted to encourage, it was my desire, I don't know if it was God prompting me or not, but it was my desire to just encourage you guys, but it's not hard to catch the heart of God for anyone, even if you want it, because as Psalm 139 says, I re- reminded myself this weekend, Psalm 139, it says that his, his thoughts Imagine a downpour. We've had some downpours lately, right? Imagine the rain falling. His thoughts toward you and me outnumber the raindrops. They outnumber the seashore. That is how intense he's thinking about you and me. And it's not just he's I'm just thinking about you, wondering how you're doing. No, it's like he's, he's thinking about you because he's, he's just so for you and he's so for us. And so, Cheryl, I, I just wanted to remind you of your name. This is, I, I don't know why I just, 
Maybe God will help me step away from names and go on another level. But names do so much to really springboard for me what God is saying. And I think you already know his heart as, as your Papa God, that he says over you, you are my darling. <laughs> you are my beloved. And you, he knows that that is what lights you up when you feel his embrace, when you, when you hear his voice and you feel the warmth of, of our Father just coming and surrounding you and bringing a hummingbird right in front of your face or however he likes to show you his kindness. I just wanted to remind you tonight that that's what he says over you. And if you are jealous for that word, take it for yourself because you're, we're all his favorites. Like you can skip out of here tonight and go, I'm his favorite. <laughs> and it's true because we're all equally his favorites. That's how he feels about us. And Dale, it's like the valley. I feel like I, when I saw that, I, I forget name meanings. There's some that I remember because they're really common, but I, I, I forgot, you know, your name, Dale, means like a valley. And I just, when I, re I saw that, and I, I reminded myself of that, and I, it was like I could see you. I know you like those games that have a lot of sword fighting and knights and kings and dragons and stuff. I just saw you like the warrior in the valley. You were designed, you were created and, and empowered and equipped by God to be ready for battle through the valley. Psalm 23 says it's the valley of the shadow of death, you know, that we sometimes have to walk through it. God has equipped you to go through those valleys. He's equipped you so that you could take this beloved daughter of his, one of his, his favorites, and you could wrap your cloak around the cloak of heaven and you could put the sword out in front of you and you could charge right through the darkness and encourage your, your other half that this battle belongs to the Lord. So I just, I just want to bless you guys with that. In fact, when he was saying that about you going through the valley, like being dark, you're not even aware that it's dark. You just go because that's where he's telling you to go. And I feel like you're going to start seeing even more breakthrough with um, that boy that's in your class. Like, be expectant for the end of the school year when he's a different kid. All the stuff may not fall off him, but there's going to be a shift that's going to continue to happen. I believe it's already happening. And just, I want to encourage you just to keep praying over that classroom and and praying over him and just be expectant to what God's going to do because I think it's going to surprise his mom and I think it's going to surprise you and you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Cheryl, I was seeing breakthrough for you and it's going to start even in this month. I think you're really going to start seeing it in January the breakthrough, the victories that you and your prayer team have already accomplished that you haven't seen yet. Like, you're going up a level. So, there might still be some battles ahead, but you're gaining authority. Yeah. So, go forward confidently, but also expect the unexpected and expect to yeah. see things opening up. Things that were harder in October are not going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. Just expect and for you guys, I just see that when you were speaking about the, the air purifier, I just see like a cedar tree. 
and it's that evergreen that purifies the air around it and so I just see this um, like you guys are strong like a cedar you're a covering for many and you come in and you provide shade but you're also purifying and freshening the air around you and it's evergreen it's always um, it's always being renewed it's always green and the, the Lord is doing that for you he's renewing you in this season also and then I don't know if you're in telecom or data or comms, but I just see that like cables, wires, and, <laughs> and code. So I don't know if that's your, your job or just spiritually you're really good at communicating. So I just release that, that the Lord would increase your communication in the spirit and in the natural. That you're going to really start pulling in the network of heaven to the network of earth. So. Awesome. David's good. I, I wanted to really give an encouragement to everybody because I feel like I've made a personal breakthrough uh, because I've had some of my own you know, trials and tribulations. And you can probably hear that in, in my prayer after worship this evening in that I, I really came to this, this understanding, you know, there have been many, many ways the enemy has tried to come into my life and to get me to focus on the things that are broken and to focus on the things that are a mess the things that are not working, the relationships maybe that are broken or, or things that just weren't supposed to happen. And it's been a very difficult season. And um, I think that thankfully God uses all things for good. And I know even though some of these t attacks do not come from God, like he can still use those things. And he's used this, uh, this recent season that I've had to really instill in me what it means to have the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is, is not based on your circumstances. It's not based on what the enemy is trying to get you to think. It's not based on your own voice in your head. It's based on your relationship with Jesus. It's based on the, the gospel of Jesus, his truths, his promises. It's based on how reliable Jesus is and how we can totally, completely rely on him for everything and anything. And so the joy of the Lord allows us to get through those dark valleys, those incredibly dark seasons where the enemy tries to push you down, tries to kick you when you're down, tries to make you think that you're isolated and alone, tries to make you think all kinds of weird things, and they're all lies. But our one defense is our relationship with Jesus. It's knowing and believing without any doubt. And that's, and I'm not saying that just comes with ease. It, it doesn't. And I'm not diminishing, I'm not diminishing trials at all either. Some of the trials that I know that were, I know I've experienced and some of you may be experiencing right now are extremely difficult. But in Christ, but in Christ, he is our strength. And so we can have joy because we're no longer, we're taking our focus off the things the enemy has tried to get us to focus on. We're getting our focus off the water, 
the chaos and putting our eyes on Jesus so that we can walk on that water. So it could be a totally insane situation, health-wise, job-wise, family-wise. Put your eyes right on Jesus. Remember that your faith, your total being, your, your everything, it comes from him. The very life that we have comes from him, and he's totally dependable. And so that's how we can get through, even though, and I'm not saying you're just happy all the time, because sometimes it's a struggle, and that's okay, and there's no condemnation in that. But we can still, we can still be, and that's what we did tonight, guys. That's what we did tonight in the worship. Even though some things that are difficult challenges, we're still thanking him with all of our hearts. And that's the expensive perfume that we're pouring out on his feet. That's the expensive oil. That's the pressing. We've been, we've been pressed, maybe persecuted and crushed, but we're not abandoned. And it's that, it's that oil. It's that joy of the Lord. It's going to take you through. So I just want to bless that bless you guys with that and give you that encouragement and keep pressing on keep persevering no matter what and I'm even speaking this for myself because I have to remind myself because it's very difficult to even pull yourself out of those situations and reset yourself but we all have to do it and we're all getting better at it and we're all getting better at just putting our eyes on Jesus and following him every step of the way and that's how we get through so I just bless you guys have a word for you as you were talking about trials knowing what's happening work-wise I actually saw like a blue water going through the office before you even said water I automatically pictured that and I feel like the more you focus on him it this is going to expedite into a good place and I feel at the end of this that you're going to be lifted up and you're going to be seen but in a good way so i just feel like his glory is just gonna take over and people are gonna be like wow like they're gonna so admire and so just keep pressing and keep focusing on him and when you're there in the office just remember that water the holy spirit just in that place so Check, check. Make sure this microphone's working tonight. <clears throat> Got to blow the dust off the thing. If it sounds tinny, you know what to do, right, bud? My faithful son, my good and faithful son. Yeah, it's a little bit canny, isn't it? Can you hear that? little echo? It's up to you. No, it's not that. You got, hopefully everyone's doing okay. You guys doing good? Okay. I mean, if you're not, you know where the door's at. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> joking. As, as Michael Proctor would say, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. <laughs> That's for Michael, oh. yes. So you can blame him. Well, now that I've pulled myself together and stopped leaking and sweating through my eyeballs, 
I unfortunately took a tissue and damp, you know, try to blot my eyes. Now I got lint or something in the one, okay. but I'll, I'll be okay. <laughs> so if I look like I'm winking at you, <laughs> red eye, old red eye up here. You know, we're talking about these, these uh, doors being open and the locks being open. And this is so interesting. It's awesome because it's God. But today, when I came to the space, I did, I did not know what direction we were going to go. And I, but I knew that God would give me something. And I was just seeing in my mind little gold cages, like really cute little gold cages, maybe with the kind that a little finch would be in or some little pet bird. And I, and I felt like God was unlocking them, but he was giving us keys to go, like, you're going to hear locks. I feel like it's, it's a prophetic picture of this season that we're stepping into. And Tammy, she shared the testimony and released, prophesied the testimony so that we could all grab hold of that for this coming season. I believe that there's going to be these cages that you might not be able to see in the natural, but your family members, your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors, we all have different things that lock us up, right? The different, different things that happen in our lives where we get stuck. I just kind of see it as being kind of stuck in a cage and you get kind of trapped. But it's just a simple word, a simple prayer, a simple thing that, that you do in front of people, how you conduct yourself in front of your coworkers. I'm just being invited to speak to a group of people for my uncle. It unlocked something. These different things, a prophetic word for someone that, that you don't even know anything about unlocks something. And so I, I was seeing that and I was just hearing the two words tonight. Uh, and Tammy, you mentioned one of the words, and I think it's multiple people use the word tonight, but just redemption and freedom. You used the word reconciliation, and I was kind of feeling like redemption includes that. Re when God redeems something, he's, he's bringing it back to its rightful place. He's reconciling things to where they should be. In fact, I just I thought, well, I'm going to look up the words. Not that I don't know what redemption means, but I thought, well, maybe the dictionary will open my eyes a little bit more. Redemption, the first point was the action. It's the action of saying or being saved. Oh, I can't read right. Bifocals in order? No. The action of, I still can't read. Saving or, it looks like a Y. All right. Maybe it was that, that lint in my eye. Yes, I'll look at the TV. It's the action of saving or being saved from sin. Okay, so we know we are the redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say, so. 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 No. so. Yes, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So it's the, the action of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil. God's plans for the redemption of his world. And it also means the action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or a clearing of debt. If, if you feel like any of that applies to something you need, grab hold of that tonight because that is what the Lord has for you. He is our redeemer. He's your redemption. Through the blood of Christ, he has provided for us redemption. His spirit, Holy Spirit, comes with redeeming power. He takes things that are, that are lost and he brings them back. We sang it tonight. He, Old things we thought were dead are now breathing in life again. It's kind of a weird verse of that song, but because my mind thinks of other things, you know, like dead things. But anyway, and then they come back to life. But, but I, I understand. It's things that we thought were dead, things that were lost, gone, you know, that 
that letter, that, that item, that sock that you can't find. I don't know. Think of whatever you want to think of, the things that are lost. Maybe it's that relationship with someone that's been 5, 10, 15 years. And he is the God of redemption. He is the God that breaks through. And then freedom. That should be pretty self-explanatory. I wish Liberty was here because that's his name. <clears throat> I like to remind him of that, our guy Liberty. Freedom. Freedom is the state of not being imprisoned. Here we are with the little gold cages, the keys. I believe that the Spirit of God wants to put keys in your hands and in my hands, our hands. I saw them as just little tiny keys. They weren't big, they weren't clunky. It wasn't like something that you gotta walk around clanking around. They were just little, tiny little keys. And it's almost like when you put them in and open that, that lock, it's just like a little tink, a little tink. So anyway, I don't know. Take it for what you want. You flush it if you want. I'm not giving you scriptures. I'm just giving you something that is in my spirit. But freedom, it's the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. Man, how often do we get imprisoned or enslaved by a situation that is robbing us of our joy, right? It feels like you're trapped. It feels like you're stuck in this, this thing that shouldn't be. He's the God who breaks us through. He breaks us out. If you're stuck in the quicksand, he is the God that is able. No one else can get into it because they'll fall in too. Sometimes it takes you putting your hand up to him and he will pull you out of that miry clay. That's what he did for me when I first got saved. And whenever you want to preach, just start preaching, baby. I was going to say, this is actually a word that was given this weekend and was free, free bird. And it just was, I really feel like freedom did get brought. And the one before that, I know you can't go back, but um, I think realizing. Redemption. Redemption, realizing that even though maybe the past for people haven't, hasn't gone how they were hoping their lives would go, that God's bringing redemption and just looking to the good things that God has done in your life, you know, uh, friendships and being prosperous and being generous and all these different facets of people's lives and just reminding them of that um, helps them, it helps to bring redemption to them. So, yeah, but this made me think of her. Yeah. Her little <laughs> just real quick as a side note, so you kind of get the context. We were asked to receive the honor of doing my uncle's um, memorial service, officiating. And so that was Friday, and everything worked out so beautiful. We, couldn't, we didn't know what it was going to look like, but what it ended up looking like was more than what we thought it would be. It was just, it was God's grace all over it. And then the next day was, we were asked to do a baby dedication. It's my Uncle, Ro Uncle Roger, Uncle Ray's great-grandson. Granddaughter married a guy that Tammy was talking about who's so hungry for the Lord because he's like, stepping into this new walk with God. God saved him. He was in a, a coma for a couple days in the hospital. And he didn't see anything but blackness in that two days. But he saw breath coming into his body and he woke up in the hospital. And he knew that it was God. And before he was an atheist, he said, he knew it was God and he immediately started going, found a church, he got baptized right away and he's been seeking God. And then he met my, whatever she is, my second or third cousin, something like second cousin. So anyway, 
um, the context was around that baby dedication in this smaller room. It was just a room with my couple of my, my cousin and her friends' rooms off to the side, and it was a gathering room. And we we just blessed. We we did a blessing over the baby and, and had a prophetic word. And then I also had a, a I, if we had days there, I probably wouldn't have been able to help myself. I probably would have had a, a download for each person that I had an open door with because I had a word for my cousin Lorna, my cousin Sharla and Jana, and then Lorna's best friend, Stacy. So if you guys are listening to this podcast, curious what we're going to say today, we love you and we're, <laughs> we love you and we're changed forever by that time. But something happened. There's just, God just opened up locks. He broke locks open that weren't even visible. And it just opened things up. And I feel like it wasn't just for us. I feel like this is a season that there, I think there's an impartation that all of us can receive for expectation for this to continue in your, in your Christmas celebrations, in your, your phone calls, your FaceTiming, whatever you end up doing, your cards that you write, if you still do those things, not me, I stopped years ago. Um, Whatever it is, just, just be expectant for God to break in and break through. So I had those words, um, what was the first one? Redemption and freedom. And actually this song was playing at one point when I drove here or back home earlier. It's uh, revivals in the air. And I was like, this song is like so prophetic right now for this moment. So just check out the words. We will get to some scripture too. I promise. We're not a cult. We don't just ignore the Bible. So anyway, I won't joke about the cold thing. <laughs> if you have any connection with Bethel at all, you're labeled right away. But anyway, but just, just receive these words. These words were, were written under the inspiration of the Spirit of God in Melissa Helzer's heart. Revival is in the air. Like, I can feel redemption on the wind. It's moving. I shouldn't start preaching, adding my own words. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> really not trying to be weird. I can feel redemption on the wind, forgiveness like the tide rolling in, (sighs) taking up the space where shame has lived, receiving all that you died to give. That's redemption right there. Let the wind blow, let the tide roll till the earth knows you're a God of love. Let my dry bones sing a new song, all the glory to the God of love. I can see a valley of dry bones, rattling, moving, bone to bone. You breathe the breath of life into our lungs. Marching on our knees, we march to love. Let the wind blow, let the tide roll, till the earth knows you're a God of love. And I'll go to the last part. Revival is in the air. Catch it if you can. He's moving on the wind. The dawn is breaking. Lift your eyes to see. He's better than you dreamed. (laughs) This is just a song. It's not even the word of God. Oh my goodness. Pull yourself together, Scott. He's better than you dreamed. He's going to show you. He's going to, you may not know it yet, but he's going to prove to you. He is better than you dreamt. He's better. He's gooder than you can imagine. And he's in a good mood. Everything you lost, love is returning. So I felt tonight with those words, redemption and freedom, 
is in the heart of God. It's like, what God, what, what brings us into these places? What, what captures us? And I was reminded of that scripture, who has bewitched you? Who hath bewitched you? You know, Galatians 3.1, and I know this is a different context, you know, Galatians 3, in the whole book of Galatians, really, Paul is addressing the legalism in the church where they started with the Spirit of God and the grace of God, and then they moved on towards trying to do things, acts of the law, to, to continue moving and flowing in the gifts. And Paul's like, did you receive the Spirit by works of the law? You know, did you get saved? And he just kind of, you know, he's rebuking them. It's, it's the church of Galatia. And there's a lot of churches that are stuck in that. And there's hope. But he's like, oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. I felt like that right there was enough to pause on. When we are bewitched, when we are trapped, when we get locked up in a cage, there is a key to get you out. It is looking towards our crucified Savior. It is fixing our eyes on our King. What does it say here in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2? Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, referring to all those that have died and have gone into the heavenly realm who are in Christ, who are resting in him, they are that great cloud of witnesses. Your brother Ray is in the great cloud of witnesses. My mom, your wife, is... Maybe I shouldn't go there. Is in the great cloud of witnesses. Your mom and dad, your relatives that knew Jesus that have gone on, your dad. I believe it's your mom too, my grandma, that parent, grandparents I never got to know. I believe they're in that cloud of witnesses. There was just way too much Jesus in your uncles and aunts' lives for them not to be there. That's just my, my opinion, but I'm going to, yours too. We are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Ed Silvoso, we talked about him for a couple weeks in a row. He says, you know, the Catholic Church kind of took the whole thing of the saints that have gone on a little bit too far. We don't want to pray to the saints. He said, but there's something biblical about that, about the, the saints, the great cloud of witnesses. They can't be witnesses if they can't see something. Maybe it's just the, that they witnessed what they witnessed in their lifetime. I'm not going to go into a weird, you know, doctrinal error going there. It's just an interesting thought. But Paul does in include this in his encouragement that we are, we are surrounded by those who have gone before us. Jesus is at the right hand of, of the Father, cheering us on. He's our great high priest. He is living to ever intercede for you and I. The Holy Spirit who is with us is also interceding on our behalf with groans. He's like, oh, I wish they would get it right. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably just for me. So anyway, back to the scripture. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus. Man, if we could just do it all throughout the day, any moment something weird comes along, just to turn our attention towards the King, to lift up our eyes to the hills from where our help comes from. Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And we, at any moment, we don't have to see with our physical eyes. We turn the eyes of our heart to Jesus, our King, the author and perfecter of our faith, the one who went before us, who endured the cross in spite of all of the stuff that was against him. 
And when we think we got it bad, imagine what our God, our King, went through when he was on his way to the cross. Let me get back to the scripture. Looking to Jesus right there in bright red. The founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising its shame, the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. How often we grow weary and we grow faint-hearted. We get caged up, we get stuck, we get offended, we get locked up, and God wants to give us the little tiny key to get us out. Whether that key is someone else coming to you and bringing it from the throne of God and opening it up for you, or you coming into an, under, into an understanding of God's heart for you and his word, and you draw your attention to him, and then the stuff just falls off. You start to shake off the, the chains. You start, start to, you to watch how I say things. Don't laugh. I know what I just said, and I know you heard it. You start to shake off the the vines, the ropes, the bindings, the I feel like sometimes it's like sticker bushes that you gotta walk through. We just gotta shake that stuff off and begin to run with him. Begin to run just like Jesus. Pull me in, pull me in close. I wanna run with you, I wanna walk with you. I need you to be the center. I need you to be right in front of me. You're my you're my pastor, you're my leader, you're my apostle, you're my great high priest, you are my king. Consider him so that we don't grow weary or faint-hearted. In your struggle against sin, sin doesn't have to be like really big, major stuff. It could be unforgiveness. If we aren't forgiving someone, that's a, if we're holding unforgiveness or bitterness, it's a sin. Jesus died for it. So we really don't have the right to hang on to that. Or if it's jealousy, or if it's fits of rage or anger, you know, those things. We, we can get angry, just don't sin when you're angry. That's what the Bible says. Sin not in your anger. There's, there's things, it doesn't have to be major. So I think it's sometimes called for us to just buck up and lift up our chin and shake off the dust, just brush it off. I don't have enough time in this life to be focused backwards. I have a race to run. You and I have a race to run. We have a king who is waiting for us to grab hold of his hand, his garment, whatever we need to grab hold of, hop on the back of his train as he's going forward. As long as you get on the back of it, you gotta make it in. You're in. If you're, if you're his, you're in. But we wanna go where he's going, right? I wanna go where he's going. So we haven't resisted to the point of shedding blood. So that's why we think of Jesus. He went to the cross. He shed his blood for us. His body was broken. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? I won't go into the rest of it. Right there is just a big microphone drop. He sees you and I as a son and a daughter. He's addressing you as his kids. Let it go, fix your eyes on your big brother, King Jesus, and resist. Resist the devil and he will flee. It's a promise. It may feel like, oh, the devil's not, not fleeing yet. Well, we haven't resisted to the point of shedding blood now, have we? <laughs> uh -huh. 
Philippians 3, 7 through 10. Now I'm shifting into the, the Passion Translation. And we're going to ramp this up and have communion together. felt like communion tonight would just be a, a perfect way to end this night. Because that is where your breakthrough is, is taking place. That is where your healing takes place. That is where your freedom comes from. Philippians 3, 7 through 10. Yet all of the accomplishments that I once took credit for, I have now forsaken them, and I regard it all as nothing compared to the delight of experiencing Jesus Christ as my Lord. To truly know him meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. That word could be translated dung heap. In other words, picture the poop emoji. <laughs> it's all like a pile. Oh, he says it. <laughs> I didn't even read all the. I didn't even read the whole thing. In other words, it's all like a pile of manure to me now, <laughs> so that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embrace Him as Lord in all of His greatness. Everything, all of our. All of our things that we think are our right to hold on to our bitterness or, you know, I've done things right. I've done, I read my Bible, you know, I go to church. They did some wrong things. I have a right to hang on to some little bit of ticked offness. I'm trying to be careful with my words here. This is church. No, this is a building. I'm the church. You're the church. Anyway, we need to just throw it all on the dunk heap. All of it. And all means all. When you are at the threshold of, of death, getting ready to cross over from this world into the kingdom of heaven, throw it all on the dung heap. There's only one thing we need to cling to, and that is the blessed hope of our God, of what Jesus did for us on the cross. I'm not going to put my cards on any other thing. It's all going on the cross. Just as I am, without one plea, but that your blood was shed for me. <laughs> I'm really emotional tonight. Oh, it's probably because I didn't have my testosterone yet. <laughs> it's a little bit of estrogen kicking in. I'm, I got to edit that from the tape. And you guys just, just block that out of your ears. I'm having an estrogen moment. <sighs> right, Johnny? <laughs> no, God's just, he's, honestly, what it is, is God is just tenderizing my heart. And that's a good thing for us because I got to come up here and help kind of lead this thing so hopefully you guys have some tender hearts too because someone's got to follow you too I mean we all kind of follow each other in different ways so anyway back to the scriptures Philippians 3 9 through 11 my passion is to be consumed with him and to not cling to my own righteousness because what is my own righteousness called self-righteousness based on keeping the written law my only righteousness will be his based on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, the very righteousness that comes from God. And I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus and to experience the overflowing power of his resurrection working in me. His resurrection power is working in you and me right now. I will be the one, not I will be the one, I will be one with him in his sufferings and become like him in his death. 
Only then will I be able to experience complete oneness with him in his resurrection from the realm of death. And I think this is the last portion of scripture, and then I'll have you guys come up and get communion. I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing, but I run with passion into his abundance. That was the word you had tonight, Dave. David. Dave. <laughs> run into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose for which Christ Jesus laid hold of me to make me his own. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. And here's the key tonight. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. So let all who are fully mature have this same, this same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. And let us all advance together. I just see linking of arms right now in this. Advance together in, to reach the victory prize, following one path with one passion. I won't recap it all because that'll take us another 20 minutes. But I will just note the, the points, the fine points. Redemption, freedom, focusing our eyes on Jesus, getting freed from the things that hinder us, shaking those things off, the joy set before him, enduring the cross, us, not, us resisting, resisting, and fixing our eyes on Jesus and running the race forgetting what is behind. I think that is probably the biggest one, and that's why it's, I finalize with that one, because sometimes the past, it haunts us. The things that have happened, the things people have done, especially when it's in family settings, it just is like, how do I get this out of my freaking mind? It just is there. I'm not talking about you or anyone else specifically. I know that during holiday times, that things of the past, we've, we all have memories of how the best Christmas was. And then we have memories of how the worst Christmas was or Thanksgiving or whatever holiday. And we yearn for that thing of old. We yearn for the time when everyone was together. And then things happen. There's deaths, there's divorces, there's wayward children. There's all kinds of scenarios. But we, we are called by God to let go of that I believe that he will give you and me the ability to turn that page. It may be a really big, heavy page, like as big as this room. And it may take some of us getting there with you and grabbing hold of that page and pulling it over. Yeah. I don't know what it looks like, but I know that Jesus has made the way for us to get free from the past, to fix our eyes on him, and to run the race with him. Did we, we read that whole thing? Yeah, okay, good. Sometimes I forget what I've what we've done here. So why don't we come up to the front, you guys. Go ahead and grab your communion elements. Uh, for anyone new in the room, we have grape juice or wine. It's not the best wine in the world. It's Manischewitz, but you know, it's, it's probably what Jesus drank, right? It's kosher. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. 
And I'm going to ask, as you guys come and get your communion elements, um, I, was, I was feeling, thinking about you, Johnny, if there's something about the blood or something about the body of Jesus that you feel you would love to just proclaim and declare before we take communion, I'm going to invite you to come up. Same with David and Cara. If either one of you have something about the body or the blood that you just want to declare tonight, I don't want to, Tammy and I don't want to do it all. So, But if you if you're, don't have anything, that's fine too. So, Johnny, I think Johnny's going to stay up here again. <laughs> we'll give him this one. Okay, well then you're, you're on right away, man. And the good news is we got some fresh matzah, and this time I chose salted because it's so dry without the salt. So, And Jesus said you know, that we would be salted with fire, Holy Spirit and fire. So just think of it as a little Holy Spirit sprinkling on there. This is the same one a couple weeks ago I couldn't find. Oh, you found it this time, though. Yeah, I found it. This is on the bread, and it's in John 6. But I, I'd like to start from 643, which has nothing to do. Want me to hold that for you? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, John 643. Stop, uh, Jesus, this is in the red. But Jesus said, stop grumbling amongst yourselves. Jesus answered, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. I mean, God himself is drawing people to Jesus. And I will raise him up in the last day. It is written in the prophets. They will all be taught by God. Man, that's, you know, we got the Holy Spirit in this, but Jesus is saying that we'll all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. No one sees, knows that no one has seen the Father except for the one who, who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. I tell you the truth. He who believes in everlasting life, then he said, I tell you the truth. He who believes in lasting life, I am the bread of life. I mean, he's, he's saying it right there. I am the bread of life. Your forefathers ate manna in the desert, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which a man may eat and not die.
I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone else, if anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. The bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. This means that he just said that I am the living bread that comes down from heaven. And if anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Jesus did it all for us. Jesus did it all for us. And he died for us and came back. That's so we don't have to die the death that he died. We don't have to die not knowing. Jesus is the bread. And that's eternal life he's given us. You know. So if we could take the bread. Jesus lifted up the bread and prayed over it. Oh, thank you, Lord. Then he broke it. He knew that his body was going to be broken. He broke it just predicting everything that was going to happen. There, he, he, he said this beforehand, before he, you know, the last meal, the last supper. But we take this bread because we believe in Jesus Christ. We believe that this is his body. We believe that we will see everlasting life. So this, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. God is good. God is good. It's supposed to be salted. It didn't seem like salt was on it. <laughs> John 6. John 6, 54 through 56. It says, Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. I feel like that's, that's really the goal, is that we get to, we get to abide in him. is true drink for us. Thank you, Jesus, that you are true drink for us. Your blood yes, Jesus. is true drink for us and covers us. 
It's the final atonement for all sins, and it was more than enough. And so because you forgave so much, it becomes easier for us to forgive all those around us. Thank you, Lord, for your atonement. Thank you that your drink is true life for us. Thank you that we get to abide in you and that you abide in us. In Jesus' name. Jesus, if we could just all stand, we'll close with prayer. <clears throat> if you need healing in your body tonight, we know, we know, we believe that the presence of the Lord is here to heal. And so we will make room up front when we dismiss. And we would love to pray for anyone that needs healing. If you just need a fresh impartation, encouragement, some fresh fire. We'd love to pray with you. So Jesus, we thank you so much for this evening. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your kindness and your favor. Thank you for your word that brings life and it renews our minds, Lord. And we just, we embrace your word tonight, God, and we choose today, this evening, to say yes and amen to your promises, to say yes to your call to run the race, to look forward and forget the past, the things of the past that need to be forgotten. God, we thank you that you are, you are the bright one. You are the shining one. You are the king of heaven whose face shines brighter than the sun. It's not hard to see you. <laughs> the whole universe is just lit by your face, God, by your presence. We just turn to you. And we just say, we are yours. We give you all that we are. For from you and through you and to you are all things. And to you belongs the glory forever and ever.